When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 205 of the All Dolphins podcast on this Tuesday, January 23rd, 2024. I'm going to give you the Unabomber. Uh-oh, and, I don't, and it's one of those rare days I don't have a hoodie, so I can't even match it. Um, good look on you. Uh, episode 205, we're going to start with... History lesson. History lesson, because guess what, folks? More people like it than not. So today we're going to do 2005. Uh, in honor of episode that two. was the first year of Nick Saban, right? That's Nikki Nikki's team. You are correct, sir. And Nick Saban came in very obvious. The dude knows X's and O's, but if we talk about Brian Flores not necessarily being great with people, let's say that Nick Saban probably belongs in that category as well. And who was who's Nick Saban on? Whose coaching tree is Nick Saban on? Bill Parcells. Parcells, yeah. No, no, I'm sorry. No, he's not. He's on. He's on Bill Belichick's. He, he actually did not coach which, which is on 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 the Bill Parcells coaching tree. He's yes, tree. but he is he's not on Bill Parcells coaching tree. He's on the Bill Belichick coaching tree because his first NFL job was with Bill Belichick in Cleveland. I understand that, but Belichick coach on with Parcells, so it's Parcells. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Another branch. Okay. Anyway, we digress. But I don't think you can. It, I don't think it's fair to say that Parcells' proteges are poor when it comes to people treatment. Because look at Todd Bowles, look at Dan Campbell. They're still on the tree. Good point. Mm. Not, all, not all of them, but there are some who are who are. Yes, pressed. but all of Belichick's tree yeah, fruit. That, that is true. Um, I have horrible people skills. Look, see how I did that? No, no. See how I did it? You like how I connected those dots? Yes, you did. Horrible people skills. Uh, let's say not great. I'm going to be. Uh, uh, mediocre, lackluster. Very mediocre. Disappointing. Uh, Troublesome so the Troublesome people skills. Yes. And and well, Nick was Nick was abusive too. Remember when he made that defensive lineman cry? Manual right. Supplemental yeah. draft pick. Yes, he did. Um big tough football player cry. God. Well, I don't know if he was I don't know if he was emotionally tough. No offense, but yeah. Okay. okay. Anyway, we digress. And actually, I think that was that was a second year because Manuel Wright, I believe, was drafted in 2006. Anyway, in 2005, the Dolphins were coming off a four and twelve season. With Nick Saban, oh, the big story, and that's that year probably other than Nick Saban becoming the head coach is the Dolphins had the second overall pick as a result of their 4-12 season. And they went the veteran route at quarterback with Gus Farrat, who was a solid journeyman, when they could have had Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Aaron Rodgers wound up going 24 to Green Bay. But in fairness, you do free agency before you do the draft. But yes, Aaron Rodgers should have been that selection at two. Yes. And that was the year the number one overall pick was Alex Smith, who went to the 49ers. And this was a the year there were three running backs selected in the top five. And the Dolphins took Ronnie Brown from Auburn, starting a pattern of Nick Saban loving his SEC dudes. 
and Ronnie mm-hmm. Brown. Ronnie Brown was a very good NFL player. Uh, great guy, too, with all due respect. Not second overall pick. Good. Uh, if we're going to be but honest. But he might have had the best career of all those backs that were drafted in the first round. You remember the other two? Cadillac Williams and uh, University of Texas. Uh, what I can't remember his name. What's his name? Cedric Benson. Cedric Benson. Yes. Cedric Benson. Uh, so the Dolphins. And, and I don't think they were the best back in that draft because I believe Shady McCoy was in that draft. Don't remember. I'd have to look that up. All right. Don't worry about right. it. Anyway, so the Dolphins under Nick Saban with Gus Fred, a quarterback, got off to a great start. They won their first game 34-10 to 10 against the Denver Broncos. In fact, that was Mike McDaniel's first game as an NFL uh, personnel member. I don't even know what I don't even know what his role was back then. Um may have been a ball boy if, if I remember. It no, was, I think he was on I think he was on the um he was assistant. He was a okay. one, one of the assistants. So, yeah. That so, was actually his first game because I remember McDaniel always pre- mentioning that game and it's a game the Dolphins won 34 to 10. Mm-hmm. That en- that ended with Jason Taylor with a long fumble return for a touchdown. Dolphins got off to a three and seven start. One then, then all of a sudden it clicked. They won their last six games, finished nine and seven. And this was the year also that Ricky Williams came back from his hiatus, mm-hmm. was suspended for the first four games of the regular season, and then showed up. Uh, and then but for, came back for the first time because I believe there was another hiatus afterwards. Oh, correct. Yes, there was. Yes. And he spent a season in the CFL. Yeah. Anyway, Dolphins finished nine and seven. Not exactly a great year. Uh, best game of the season probably was against Buffalo late in the year. They were down twenty-one to three. Sorry, twenty-three to three heading into the fourth quarter. The Ferrat was out of the game after get, getting injured on a safety. Sage Rosenfeld, Rosenfeld's off the bench. Three third, third sorry, three fourth quarter touchdown passes to Chris Chambers, who that day had fifteen catches for two hundred thirty-eight yards. And the Dolphins won 24-23. So, okay. This, our, our time machine is over with. Let's attack the 2024 Dolphins. Their 2023 season is now over it's for everybody except for four teams. And for the Dolphins, it's still about what do we do? We should mention before we tackle more cap and offseason hell stuff. Um, the That's pro football right, right here on alldolphins.com. Pro Football Writers of America came out with their all-NFL team, all-AFC, NFC teams on Monday. Tyreek Hill, the only Dolphin on the all-NFL team. Surprise, surprise. Yep, fourth year in a row. Dolphins had three players on the all-AFC team. Tyreek Hill, obviously. Raheem Mostert, very logically. And one that may have come as a tad of a surprise was Javon Holland. Okay. Um. Okay. Uh, and, and the all rookie team came out on Tuesday, and no, Devon A. Chan did not make it as one of the two running backs. The two choices were Jameer Gibbs from the Detroit Lions and Bijan Robinson from the Atlanta Falcons. And if you look at the combined yardage and touchdowns, kind of tough to complain about either of those selections. Okay. Okay. If you say so. Um, Omar's degree of caring about this is very, very low. It, yeah, um, the postmortem, uh, the autopsy is still getting done. I don't care about the accomplishments of somebody who's dead. Um, so let's let's get into the um, off-season breakdown where we've got a ton of content on alldolphins.com. 
Um, yesterday, we dove into on episode 204, if you missed it, we dove into some of the other tough decisions, but we stayed away from the money, the purge guys. And today, we did discuss yesterday, Christian Wilkins, but I did want to touch on Alan Papard has a column analysis up that you can find on alldolphins.com about what to do with Christian Wilkins, which is something that we discussed yesterday. I am of the opinion you would be a moron if you do not franchise tag Christian Wilkins from this standpoint. It's already night. It's nineteen point eight million dollars. You're even if you do sign him to a multi-year deal. Do you think you're going to be paying less than twenty million dollars for him per year? And if you expose him to the free agent market, let's say you have until March fifth to get a deal done before you have to slap him with the tag. That's the final day you could slap him with the tag. That's a long period of negotiations. And you've been negotiating and talking to Christian for over a year now. You know what the price, the price has even gone up on you. So you know what the price is. And you know that Christian has you between a rock and a hard place because you structurally, which the way your books are, which is a disaster, you cannot place the franchise tag on. Them. Now, if you do choose to place the franchise tag on them, which is cool. You could do that March 5th, but by the time you get to March, what's the first day of the league year? March 13th, 13th, you got to be under the cap. Now, you could use the franchise tag earlier and then play around with it, but you're already $52 million over the cap. And if you slap him with a $19.8 million franchise tag and the figure is still being worked out, then you're $72 million over the cap. And it requires a lot of purging. That's not even, and uh, please understand, and I, I truly want people to understand this. This is before you even spend a dollar on a player to improve your team. Before you even, you don't even have the 5 million you need to sign your rookie class. You don't have any money to upgrade your roster filling holes by signing free agents. Hell, you don't even have the money to place restricted tenders on Robert Jones and Elijah Campbell. You can't afford it. Because those restricted tenders are $2.8 million, which comes up to about $6 million per, and you ain't got it. So it's going to require a lot of purging. And I really found it quite disingenuous that Chris Greer is like acting like, oh, this is easy. This is easy. Because, you know, the Saints have done it every year. They, they, they you know, they, they pay off one credit card with another credit card and then just go order another credit card and pay off that credit card with another credit card. That's how the Saints do business. Yeah. The Dolphins have never operated like this. And they don't. It's fiscally irresponsible. But here we are, and this is what you do when you have a title contending team, allegedly. So that's going to require you to make some – go ahead. And when you have an owner who's willing to do this. Owner, Yes. You, you have an owner who's willing to give you the credit card and let you swipe. I am calculating, after talking to my cap guru – that Steve Ross is going to have to write about a hundred million dollars in checks just to get to the point where he's, he's able to do what he wants to do, which is ball till you fall and shop for free agents to improve the roster. He's going to have to write a hundred million dollars worth of here's some money. Here's some money here. Tyreek, here's some money here. Jalen, here's some money uh, here. Christian, here's some money. Maybe here to it. Here's some money. Um, and restructure guys like Zach Sealer and Durham Smythe and Alec Ingold that are under contract that, that will allow you to buy yourself a little bit of space. 
But there are also some players who are, these aren't even the tough decisions that you're going to make. You have the opportunity to release four players on your roster right now. They're very easy to identify because their guaranteed money is up, which is why I tell you all the time, if the if there is no guaranteed money, the deal is over in my mind. So I only count guaranteed money when I'm looking at contracts. Because once the guaranteed money is up, like it is for Emmanuel Agba, who's owed $15.8 million, it's way bye-bye. Emmanuel's, releasing Emmanuel will save $13.7 million of the 52 to 75 that you need to clear. So that's a, huh? a good start. Yeah, that's an easy layup because Emmanuel doesn't fit. He's been frustrated all year. He felt like he got treated like a stepchild by Vic Fangio. It, it is what it is. And, and he was. And he was. It is what it is. They're parting ways, and they're comfortable parting ways. Emmanuel's had a decent enough season. He'll go get his money from somewhere somewhere else. Somebody like Brian Flores will give him an opportunity to resurrect his career. Yeah, you're not getting, you're not getting no 50 You're not getting that. No, no, yeah. no. No. He's more in the $5 Correct. million dollar yeah. range. Yeah. I mean, but you act like the Dolphins are going to be able to afford $5 million players. You you acted like real grand right now. No, I'm not. I mean, it's like the Dolphins roster is going to be a whole lot of this and a whole lot of that. I mean, yeah, their they, roster is going to be filled with minimum salary one year, players on one-year deals. That, that's just the reality of what, what it is. But And this is where, hold on, and this is where when if injuries happen to hit next year, the depth is going to show. Mm-hmm. Um, the the uh, there there's another easy layup which is Keon Crossan who didn't even play last year is really a special teams player. Um, she cutting him releases clears two point nine million dollars in cap space. So collectively, that's going to get you around sixteen seventeen million dollars in cap space of the seventy five that you need to get to. Um, then you get to some of the tougher decisions. Oh, oh, oh time on, time on, time on, time on. Okay, you're correct. saying 75 because you're out of you're 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 assuming that that tagging gets franchise tag. Yeah, See, and I don't think that's a lock. And it's what I wrote in my story uh, on alldolphins.com. My please, analysis. please, please do. Please explain to me why you don't think this is a lock. Because on the one hand, yeah, they're all in. They go. They they they're going to give it a shot. You could make the argument even sign him to a long-term contract because he's a foundational guy and he could he might have another good eight or nine years. On the other hand, never been injured. Never been Christian, injured. Christian Wilkins is the most durable player you have on your roster. I understand that. On the other hand, are you in a position to keep giving out $20 million contracts to guys? And as much as I like Christian and as good as the season as he had. Was he there every game? Was did he have the kind of impact? like a Chris Jones or an Aaron Donald did. I mean, but, but hold on, hold on, hold on. Those are the two upper echelon. Correct. And I would say he's under them. And then he's right in the pack of guys like Deron Payne and Jeffrey Simmons and Quentin Williams that did make 20 and did contribute. Okay. Did contribute. You name we saw Washington. Now I had one had two high price DTs mm-hmm. with uh, Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen. Tennessee yes. Jeffrey Simmons, the Jets with Quinn and Williams, the Giants with Leonard Williams. Mm-hmm. Um, how those teams do this year? Oh, really? You're 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 putting their win loss record on a defensive tackle? I, I am not. What the, the point I am making is that the impact a defensive tackle can can make mm-hmm. 
winning or losing okay. is rather smallish unless unless you're a Chris Jones or a Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald. I'm not arguing against the point that you're making, but let me ask you this question, Mr. Poupard. When you began this purge and this reset mm -hmm. in 2019, who was the first foundational piece that you added? Oh, it's absolutely Christian Wilkins. Okay. So now you're telling me that we're trying to pivot and win a championship and the foundational pieces that are supposed to be the foundation, you're saying, you know what, let me swap that out because I don't want to pay that foundational piece. I'd rather move on and figure out something else and pay somebody cheaper because, you know, eh, I don't know if he's worth 20 million. So are we, are we, if we're at the point where we're removing foundational pieces, why are we not at the point where we're rebuilding? Because they're still in go mode. Okay, but you're in go mode without your culture leader, without your locker room anchor? Dude, I'm not saying... First of all, I'm not saying that's what I would do. I'm not okay. saying that's what they're going to do. But will you acknowledge that it's stupid? Stupid is a strong... Man, stupid is a strong word. Dumb? Would you prefer that one? Stupid <laughs> is kind of the same as dumb. Uh, <laughs> again... Idiotic? Here's the thing. Contradictory? Here's the thing. If the goal is to, again, push all in in 2024... Uh-huh. And the choice becomes because of financial considerations, you can have Christian or you can have Robert Hunt and Connor Williams. Oh, oh, okay. All right. That's how I'm, I'm kind of looking at it. Okay. So I, I, so you would rather Christian is borderline pro bowl esque player. We will agree with that. Right. Absolutely. Okay. And I'm not arguing that Connor Williams is not a pro bowl esque player because at one point he was probably rated as the top center in the NFL. I don't believe in rating systems, but I, I believe he certainly wasn't in the in bottom. The upper, upper uh, center, yeah. yeah, he was certainly in the top 10. No argument. And I would argue to probably maybe top five. But right. however, I'm going to get him at a discount because he's coming off an injury. We will acknowledge that, right? One would think. Yes. Okay. So you're telling me you would rather have be able to afford a Connor Williams, a Robert Hunt, and maybe I'll throw you in an Andrew Van Ginkle with the cap space that you need for Christian Wilkins. Is that what you're telling me you'd rather do? Okay. So certainly there's certainly an argument to be made for it. Is there not? There, there is an argument to be made for it, but now that banishes or, or exposes my top foundational piece, my number one, my day one. It's, I mean, we, we, we're going by nostalgia here. I mean, that, that to me falls along the dude that falls along the same lines of we have to extend two and give him a long term contract because he's the best quarterback they've had since Marino. I mean, that's is that the criteria? Uh, the criteria is do you think he's worth 20 million a year or not? No, the criteria is how do you best put a team together that gives you a legitimate shot of winning the Ooh. Super Bowl because that's what the Dolphins have done. Well, I can tell you if you remove Christian Wilkins from the foundation and you have just Zach Sealer and whoever else you want to put next to him and then two injured pass rushers on the edge because they're coming back from injuries maybe in October, I can tell you you're not going to have a pretty good – you're not going to have a good defense. And you're especially not going to have a good defense if, okay. if you get rid of Xavier Howard. So – but what about if you lose if you if if because you sign you, you sign Christian you have to say bye to Robert Hunt, Connor Williams, and Andrew Van Ginkle? I, I I think it's I think it's fundamentally easier for me to find us not not them but for me to find a center a guard 
and a pass rushing outside linebacker, and even though Gank is a really good player. Um, I then find Christian Christian Wilkins. Christian Wilkins, we will acknowledge. Where would you categorize him in terms of draft picks? Is he a home run, a triple, a double, a single? Then, then again, but that's irrelevant right now. They nailed it. And, and again, I want to be crystal clear. This is not a, any sort of statement on Christian Wilkins. Outside of game-changing D tackles like Chris Jones and Aaron Donald, Wilkins is about as good as there is. Top five. Defensive tackles. Top five, top seven. But again, how much do those types of players – are they worth? Are they worth and do th do they impact the game as opposed to having two really good interior offensive linemen and a pass rusher who you're absolutely going to need in the first half of the season or at least the first few weeks while Chubb and Phillips continue to get to rehab? Your point has been well made. It is something that I will take time to ponder and consider. Whoa. Whoa. Um, do I have want half a mint? That's half uh, a mint. You could have a mint. Do I want to? Do I want three solid starters for what I would pay Christian Wilkins? I would have to be able to look at the free agent class, and this all the free agent class also includes Chris Chris Jones, who more than likely will not be franchise tagged by the Kansas City Chiefs, and and he'll he'll by when they tag him. I think unless maybe in his contract. When yeah, I think in the contract, there was something. If I'm risking me being losing a million and a half dollars, I'm going to make sure that you can't tag me next next offseason. I don't know. I haven't looked at the details. The Cats brothers are hometown. Love you, Jason. And and I can't remember the other cats. Um, they're, they're his agents, the representatives. Um, and Chris Jones, I see him every offseason. He trains down here. He trains at Bomberitos. And yeah. 10,000 NFL players who live in Miami. Yes, and I'm pretty sure he would love and the Cats brothers would love for the Dolphins to be in the bidding. So, I don't know. You might – you Dude, or what money? Yeah, uh, they will always find money now. They will, If they're going to give Christian 20, they can give Chris Joe. Who, who knows what the bidding – who knows? Because he's an aged veteran. So, I'm curious to see how this plays out. We'll know on March 5th if they – either get a deal done with Christian or they tag him. And if they tag him, you might as well kiss him goodbye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And I have heard from these streets. I'm not going to repeat what I've heard because it will come back to me. Um, but. Wow. You, you, you're going to do that. Damn. Let's, let's just say Christian is preparing himself to move on. And I'm thinking to myself initially. He knows he's going to be tagged, but maybe he doesn't know or think he's going to be tagged. And Christian's a very educated man. So. He knows more than he's letting on. And here's again. Do you honestly think, and this is where I go, do you honestly think Chris Greer would have chosen the words, Christian has earned the right to be a free agent if the plan was to tag him? No, you don't tell somebody you're going to tag them because they use right. that against, you they use that as for negotiations against you. That's already a set price. 
Now my price is twenty million dollars a year. I'm not Fine, doing pay on the franchise tag. No, oh, yeah, exactly. But no, they can make. I, I keep telling you, I'm I'm not moving off my numbers and roster projections. I got to create space for Christian Wilkins because I'm sorry. I know I know Chris Greer is not good at a lot of things. He's not an idiot. And he knows if Christian Wilkins is exposed to the market, you can kiss him goodbye. Maybe you transition tag him and try to drive down the price on the rest of the market. But you've seen how the last time they transition tag guys like um, Charles Clay and, um, and oh, Olivia Gr- match. Huh? That, well, they rescinded on Vernon and, and with yeah. Charles Clay, they didn't want to match. They had the chance to, they didn't want to. Exactly. You, you, um, you see how that plays out. So maybe they transition tag them. Um, I, I still don't see how that makes any sense. But, hey, Dolphins have done dumb things before. They'll do dumb things again. Um, let's get to some of these easier decisions. Okay, because my Chris, prediction is 50-50 they tag him. Go ahead. They're not dumb. They're going to tag him. Okay. Um, but we'll know based on the depth of the purging that gets done. Um, okay. Xavier Howard is also an easy decision, not because he's going to be an easy player to replace, but his number is $18.5 million, which is what elite cornerbacks get paid. Um, I would never disrespect Xavier and not call him an elite cornerback, but the play has not matched elite status in the last two years. I will say that um, for whatever reason, whether it be injuries or age, Xavier is prepared and ready to move on. And everybody knows that he said his goodbyes to you on the exit and said his goodbyes to Mike McDaniel on the exit and told Mike McDaniel, brother, I've been in the league long enough. I know how this plays out. Let's let's not do these. Hey, and it would be wise on the Dolphins part to try to sit down with Xavier and say and his agent, David Cantor, very good agent, by the way, um, David, don't play. And they know David um, and I say, I like David. I like David. Yeah, yeah, David's great. Um, and they will say, Xavier, we can't pay 18 and a half. But how about we pay it eight and a half? For the next two years and guarantee you 10 and Xavier will have to calibrate that in his mind based on one whether or not he wants to continue with the Dolphins and that will be predicated on what this rest of this defense looks like because I'm not staying here if you don't have a front line because then that's just more pressure on me um and also his other interests and Xavier has thoughts and ideas about where he might want to play and it really predicates on what those teams are offering him. So it's always better to not close any door because you know, then you have a, a price point that you know you can work with. And I'm sure the Dolphins can always say, hey, this is our offer. Don't You don't have to answer now. You can see what's out there in the market and you can always come back to it. Um, I personally do not believe, and this is just an Omar Kelly opinion, and you can put it on Omar Kelly, not all dolphins.com that this defense does not work the same without Jalen Ramsey and Xavier Howard. You saw what happened when they had Jalen Ramsey and Xavier Howard healthy. What? I mean, duh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. I mean, the whole season, teams attack Cater Kohu for very valid reasons. They're not Jalen Ramsey and Xavier Howard. So Cater was under heavy fire all season long. And, you, and, and then when Xavier Howard left, it was Cater and Eli Apple. Just don't throw to Ramsey. And if I'm a big fan, you, I don't want to coach that. Um, and the question is, 
one, are you going to be able to sign a Stefan Gilmore or a Patrick Peterson and have them patchwork your roster for $4 million um, and it look relatively the same in Xavier Howard? Or are you going to have to be able to go and draft one considering the last one that you drafted didn't really pan out that well? Or maybe you bank on development. Or maybe, or maybe he, the dude takes a step up and, and Vic starts trusting him a little bit and he gets on the lineup. I mean, it would be. You know Vic. Do you think well, that's happening? I don't know Vic well enough to know whether the guy after the first year, whether he's still going to not, whether he's still going to be completely rigid in his opinion of the dude. If Cam Smith doesn't be, doesn't step on the field and stay on the field a lot on defense in 2024, that's a catastrophic monumental failure. Sorry. And there are some out there like, well, Dolphins could have had Sam Laporta. No, they couldn't have had Sam Laporta because he was drafted earlier. Uh, but still, you cannot whiff on the number two pick when you have as few picks as the Dolphins have had in the last several years. You I can't whiff on any goal. picks, and they whiff on picks. No, I, I well, unfortunately, you're going to whiff on picks. But when you yeah, have you, so you, few as the Dolphins have had. I don't know if they're hitting 33%, though. Just my, you know. Well, but, I, I mean, if you have, for example, the last two years, it's been second and a third, six, seven, three, four, six, seven. I mean, those six and seven. Uh, with Xavier, again, I'm going to repeat, I, I, Dolphins do not save a dime if they cut him post June 1st. They don't get that money until June 1st. This is very, interesting, very important, Dolphin fans. It this does not help them get under the cap for the start of the league year. You cannot spend the money that you get for cutting Xavier Howard if you designate him a June 1st cut. And I think it would benefit you to designate him a June 1st cut because you get 18 and a half back. Now, if you don't you cut him as a June first cut, you, um, lose, you eat space. You, you lose cap space, actually. Yes, if you don't designate him as a June first cut, you you actually get two point eight million dollars back, which means he's clearly going to be a June first cut. So you're not going to be able to spend any of that money until June first, which is far far after free agency. So that's the time that you can use to restructure a Christian Wilkins that you have on the franchise tag. Give to a, a multi-year extension um because you now have the <laughs> look at Alan Poupard. Look at he's just like no, no, don't like any of those moves. No, thank not you. Unless there's none, not unless there's like an out, a very a fair. There's going to be an out after three years. Stop crying. Too like, long. Too long. Three years is too long. You're already going to have him locked. That would have been, would have been <laughs> seven years. If you don't have an out until three years, that would have been seven years. You, you, sorry, no. Seven years, he's already proven to you that he's a good quarterback. He's just not elite. Stop it! Don't you dare! Don't you dare! And if you're making this, if you're making moves to be all in to win a Super Bowl, you don't settle for a a good quarterback who's not elite. Name me the non-elite quarter. Name me the elite quarterbacks in the NFL. We're gonna do this again. We are because you 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 all you always want to go back and, and forth. I, hate, I, you I, I want to fight that. today. I told you I want to fight today. Quarter, quarterback, yes, you did. Quarterbacks right now who I think are better positioned to lead their team. To I have, said elite, not better position. I, 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 I'm not. I'm not humoring you with that stupid label. Okay, India is Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, very obviously Josh Allen. By the way, and I see all this dumping on Josh Allen because of his record against the Chiefs. Do you know? Did you know Josh Allen's career playoff for passer rating? Do you have any guess? No, one twenty-three. It's a hundred. Oh, it's a hundred. Yeah. Yeah, so so anybody out there like pissing on Josh Allen, I don't know what the hell you're watching or whatever. Anyway, so and no, he's not my dude. He's not my boy or anything like that. 
Those three. Lamar, Mahomes, Allen, who else? Burrow, who else? Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert. Yes, I said it. Um, oh, no, where's my CJ Stroud? I'm not allowing that one, but I'll continue. I'll let you continue. By the way, if you believe in the ringer, there's a there's a dude named Benjamin Solak who does an awful lot of film watching. He ranked quarterbacks in tears, and don't don't look at it because you, you you're gonna get depressed. Um, because he has like seven different tiers. He had two in the fine category alongside Justin Fields and alongside Derek Carr. Oh yeah, no, no, he you you think I I disrespect to it? That dude was like, damn, he's uh, fine. I, I, and I've heard this conversation and I'm not going to share where I got it from. Um, but somebody made the argument to you. You put two on for you just make him a free agent right now. You put him on the trade block. Do you think teams would be backing up the Brinks truck for him? Absolutely. Huh? Zero chance. Correct. Which is why it's a very unique position to be in. Now, if he'd won the MVP, we'd be talking a different game, but even, even then, I'm not sure teams would be backing up the Brinks truck for him. So do you want to overpay for your own commodity? And I personally believe that they will primarily because they know more information than we do. And Mike McDaniels knows all of the reasons that his offense failed in the final three games. And we do not. Um, but anyway, that's we're not going to have a two conversation. We'll I know, and I wasn't done with my list, but I, I just gave you like six or seven. Names. Oh, if you want to continue with your list, go ahead. You were you were at six, but go go ahead. Was I at six with after Stroud? Uh, the three in the AFC North. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, if he lasts more than four snaps, obviously. All right, that's seven. Uh, I'm still going to say Deshaun Watson because Deshaun no, Watson can't count it. We're That's not. fine. Deshaun Watson, before he got hurt, he was starting to look like the Deshaun Watson of Houston. Okay, well, he's had two years to look like the Deshaun Watson of Houston and has not. If, no, no, I'm, and I'm telling you, he was looking like the Deshaun Watson of Houston until, and then he got hurt. But you, I, it's fine if you do not allow it. I don't count Stroud and Deshaun Watson, but you can uh, Trevor Lawrence is another one, even though he didn't have a good year last Are year. you kidding me? I'm taking two no, I'm not, of no, I'm not kidding right now. Again. Ask ask a GM of another team other than the Jaguars. Oh my God, because they're all arm queens like you. Like they, they're all they all say big arm, big arm. He is so inaccurate as a quarterback. He has always been not, not always. And by the way, and by the way, also it says because I know it. I'm, I'm getting ready for read the comments. I'm such a tour hater and all that. I'm I'm trying to be objective and all that. And absolutely, I I and I wrote a column on on Dolphins. And all dolphins.com about two in the situation about where the dolphins should keep their options open. And I never once have advocated for dump them. I never said that. I, I'm saying number do not lock yourself long term to a do guy. Not do not propose to a guy who has not shown you that he can rise up in in, in big games. And he and he has not. That's just a fact. And okay. it, it's not just me talking to check out what Chris Long had to say about Tua. I and I've never that. heard that Chris Long, like Chris Sims, for example, is a no well-known "quote unquote" to a hater. Chris Long has never had that reputation. But I, I will say this: defenders view Tua differently than offensive players do, and I, I, I'm I'm coming to that conclusion and that that narrative. They all see something different in terms of he would be. They think he'd be easy to play um, until they actually have to play him and have to deal with the no look and have to deal with the accuracy and, and then their fingertips, the ball just flies right over their fingertips. Don't, don't you dare make that face. Anyway, listen, 
I I agree with you. I you you know I have sat here and agreed with you. If I'm not, if you're not agreeing to a, a Kyler Murray s deal, I'm not signing you to an extension. And that's the deal I put on the table. You like it, you like it. You don't play on your fifth year, and we'll keep it moving. Um, but let's keep it moving with 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 the choices. To By you, way, hold on mm-hmm. one second. I just got something across my phone here. Okay. Um, it's. It's worth mentioning because it's going to be in the news and it involves a Dolphin player. Miami Dolphins Tyreek Hill files petition for divorce in Broward County. Just headline from the Sun Sentinel. That didn't, that didn't take long. Well, that's an annulment. Wow. Um, um, no, I'm not touching that. Thank you very no, much. I'm not, I'm not either, but it's again, it's in the news and it's. And it's <sighs> wow. Wowzer. It's, we, share, uh, we share the news. Go ahead. We, let's go back to our discussion. Okay, um, <laughs> Xavier Howard, easy decision because you need the money. Um, there's the only option is to restructure to restructure his contract and change some numbers, and obviously you could do that. There would be some cap ramifications to it, but I'm sure it would be less than eighteen and a half million dollars. Uh, Jerome question, Baker, right? sorry, I'm sorry. The question with with Xavier Howard though is. He's been in the league since 2016. Have the injury issues that have slowed him and affected his play the last couple of years? Has this been the beginning of the inevitable descent that occurs to every high-end cornerback, or they're just blips and he can get back to peak Xavier Howard of 2020, 2021? And that's the question. That's going to affect how much he can get on the market. Um, He's a 30-year-old cornerback. Everybody, everybody in the NFL, 30-year-olds, you got to take a discount. You, no, you're, right. you're 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 60 to 70 cents on the dollar and that doesn't matter what your play is and they're very rare and few exceptions so i'm i'm curious to see what he can get on the open market but 30 year old cornerbacks who've proven that they can start 16 games they're not easy to find um i believe brent grimes when he was an advanced age he was making eight million dollars a year in tampa yeah um, I, I i i really don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that Xavier can get seven to eight. Um, it all depends on who's looking for a cornerback, who coaches that team, what scheme are they running, um, and, and how they view. Like Lou Anarumo, you don't think he'll be backing up the brink truck for Xavier in Cincinnati based on what their needs are? Or, or you know, even, even Brian Flores, you know, it's it, a lot of it has to do with the ties that you have in this league and relationships and, and stuff like that. Um, another player, Jerome Baker. This is one of the tougher decisions. It's not a Emmanuel Ogba or Keon Cross. And it's a decision where Jerome is on the books. He'll save you nine point eight million dollars. You're clearly going to try to shake him down. You have David Long under contract two years for ten million dollars. You're probably going to offer Jerome something in that neighborhood, if not a little bit better, two for 12. Um, how do you approach that situation with Jerome Baker? Very carefully. Uh, too simple an answer. Yes. I, th- I think what's going to happen and what I would do is, hi, Jerome, can we have a conversation about your contract? We love you. We love you, buddy. And we love to keep you around. This is our reality. Would you be open to that possibility? If not, we understand we're still friends. Go see what's out there. And if you don't get the deal you want, you want, then maybe we'll revisit. Mm -hmm. He is represented by Drew Rosenhaus. Drew represents uh, maybe a hundred clients. Drew. Huh? 
half the league, yeah. Yeah, not half the league. Come on, they're too. Yeah, so Drew will have a multitude of conversations with all thirty-two NFL teams. Drew and Andrew Van Ginkle represents Drew. Is represented by Drew. Drew represents a number of Emmanuel Ogba. I mean, the Dolphins are probably gonna have to sit down with Drew for like four hours Mm -hmm. just to. And and then Drew is also going to present them his clients that he has on other teams. This is how the process is played. This is how the game goes. They'll let Drew know what we're thinking about redoing Jerome, what we're thinking about Andrew Van Ginkle, what we're thinking about, um, well, there's no thinking about Emmanuel Ogba, who's also a Drew client. Um, And they will navigate that situation. But the bottom line is they got to purge. They got to cut players. They have to restructure players. They have to shake down players. And more than likely, they're going to be very heavy in the one-year minimum salary to $2 million contract community, which means they're in the second or third wave of free agency. And there's no shame in building your team and your roster that way. But as we've discussed on this show, there are consequences. The Duke Rileys of the world are in that community. And right now, if you do not resign Jerome, I mean, if you do not restructure Jerome and you do end up cutting him, Duke Riley is your starter. How comfortable are you, Alan Pupart, with Duke Riley being your starter going into 2024? I was a lot more comfortable after his first couple of starts than I was after his last starts. Um, he was battling a knee. He was battling an ankle. He was, he was and and, I, and he played really well against Washington. That's one game that stands out to me. I thought was, he got hurt on the first drive against Buffalo. Uh, against no, no Kansas against City. Buffalo. No, it was, it against was Buffalo. Buffalo. Yeah, it was against Buffalo. He he um, had been hurt previously, and then he came back, got hurt on that drive. And, and you know, obviously everybody's killing me, stoning me to death every time I say injuries, but I'm sorry. It's it's part of the game. He didn't he didn't look like himself in, in that those final two games, but nobody cares. No, Who's correct. Nobody care. Again, because every every everybody, and you've said it yourself, every player at that time of the year has something wrong with him. There's, there's nobody who's intact. It's just whether the guy plays or not. Um, no, I mean, Duke Riley's a serviceable, solid NFL player. Um, you didn't answer the question. Are you comfortable or not with him as your starter in 2024? Again, if 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 the the the, the price for having Duke Riley in the lineup or, or, or the, the advantage is it allows you to keep one of your other players. Yeah. Is Duke Riley a frontline NFL player? I mean, an NFL starter. Sounds like you're uncomfortable to me. Well, I'm trying to be nice. I mean, I'm trying to say it like, uh, I mean, you, 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 I no mean, he's, he's a marginal, marginal starter, very good backup. Okay. Which is why he's paid what he's paid. And uh, unfortunately, for Dolphin fans, when you begin the process of purging your roster to get under the books, which is what you're going to have to do before you go out there and spend on players that you want to add, um, you are going to have to get rid of good players and replace them with younger or cheaper or less experienced players. I mean, we I could always offer you up Channing Tindall if you'd like to replace him, Duke Riley, with Channing Tindall. I, you, should, you could have that. Ideally, if you drafted well, that would be what you're able to do. Unfortunately, (laughs) well, it's been two two years now, so yeah. Oh, no, he's he's got no chance. Um, I've probably seen him make three plays in two years. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
Listen, uh, we will be here helping you break down all of the offseason machinations. Did I say that word properly? Absolutely. Okay. Um, it's going to be a long, painful process. And yeah. all and alldolphins.com will be here for you. We will we will hold you while you rebuild this title contending roster. We will hold you and cry with you. All here, alldolphins.com for free, no subscription, no paywall. You click it, you type it in your, your search engine, and I, I better hope that you have it bookmarked because Pupard, how many stories you got up today? Again, it's the off season. Don't don't put that kind of pressure. Answer, on. answer the question. I have, I have two, and I'm about to write a third one. Okay, who else is giving you three stories? That's a good question. There you go. Who else? And we do it for free. So, um, right yep. here, alldolphins.com. At, at some point, we got to talk about when we will do a live a live show here. Are we doing we gotta, a live show? We got to do a live show at some point. People, if you want a live, show, you, you're gonna have to demand it. Okay, fair enough. Awesome. I, I go go to those comments. If I got thirty people demanding a live show this week, I shall do a live show. All right, I I, I love you folks, and no matter what you ask for, I'll do it. Just just how I am. Um, I'm a people pleaser. It's one of the things my therapist says that I need to stop doing. Um, all right, folks, we appreciate your time. We appreciate you showing up, and um, we will see you tomorrow because we'll be back here breaking down the cap cap apocalypse. All right.